study the story of the prodigal son. When the when the younger brother came back home, there was a statement that the other brother was making. He was saying that I've been your child for all this while. I've done this and I've done that, and you've not done this for me. You see, the other brother was behaving as religion would behave. Even though I know that um, you know, I, I've I've always said that this gospel is a gospel of responsibility. We have a part to play. But when you now think that it is always all about there's a part to play and there's a part that God will play. Do you get? But when you now think or make it look like it's all about what you have to do, like what the child was saying. I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, and you've not done this for me. I have not done this for me. See, it's not always all about that. Even though, if you watch, the other brother has been with the father. He has access to the things that the father had, but he has not seen himself that way. Like I will humorously say this, that you can actually pay rent in your father's house if you don't know that the house belongs to your father. So the dad told him, he said, everything I have is, is yours. So there are those who are in Christ. The things, the Bible said that we are seated in every places with Christ Jesus. So the authority that we have in Christ, Colossians 33 says, for we are dead and that our life is hidden in Christ Jesus. So we have we have those, we have we have a certain authority with Christ or in Christ, I mean. But sometimes, just because you know, there's a way that um this thing has been so um always do the bible said that we have authority in christ so there's a way you can see it like the elder brother even though the things in christ belongs to him he's not seeing it that way so i will usually give an example flights network one is a uh, first class flights and one of them was taking everything they were giving to him and the other was not taking it then when they got to a point he was asking are you going to pay for these things and he said everything we are taking here has been paid for so christ has paid for so many things but yet we don't even realize the things that he had paid for the same thing is the thing that happened to that elder brother even though he had access to those things he did not see it that way that he had access to them until when the But I came back and then I was not asking. So my giving is there. He said, I'll be faithful to you. I'll be doing this to you. I'll be doing that to you. you there are people who also behave that way now. They feel like, you know, I pay my time. I do this and that. that this is not supposed to happen to me. And meanwhile, the Bible told us, he said, man with you. So we have the authority in Christ. And this authority, until we legislate it over, over certain things, they will not go. The Bible says, if Satan is around your region and you refuse to resist him, you know, Satan will move freely and unhindered as long as you don't put him in his place. We do what? We move freely and unhindered until you put him in his place. Well, I don't even know where I'm going to. That's not even my message today. But I just want to, I just have that in my mind already about the prodigal son and the fact that, you know, sometimes we, we just we have the authority in Christ, but we're waiting for one big man of God to come and tell us to pray. Something is happening around. Is that you don't know that that is devil? You, you don't know you are supposed to pray. You know something will press you in the night. You want to call your pastor first. Ah, they are pressing me in the night. Then the pastor will now say pray. Then that time you not pray, you now start praying. So you don't know you are supposed to pray before. So we have the access to these things, but yet we do as if the Bible says, "For we are seated in Christ with Him." He said, for we are dead and then our life is hid in Christ Jesus. 
we are seated in heavenly places over principalities, powers. So we have this authority in Christ, and as believers, we must learn to legislate and put authority into, um, into use. We must learn to do what? So you can have gun, and people are coming around you, and you know, the gun will not just automatically shoot just because you have the gun. You must pull the trigger. That's how this thing works. So then, this take with my... So I just... Network is behaving like this, the way it's behaving. Now, you see, one of the things, I, one of the book, book, he drew a syllabus. And one of the things he drew here was that it is very difficult for people to stay balanced, men of God now. You know, every time there's a move of God, people over-exaggerate that move that it gets to an extreme. Then again, there are people who also come to come and correct that extreme. In the build of correcting the extreme, they use another extreme to correct extreme. So the, the both people are, are, are both in extreme, just in different angle. Do you get? So one of the things that is that is very difficult for people is to stay in the middle and just be balanced. So you see an error, you now want to correct that error that you overemphasize that fruit. Like I usually say, error does not come from error. Error comes from truth that is overstretched beyond their level of relevance. So you see people overstretching certain truths. You see them, you know, there are certain things in scriptures, you know, when I was taking um, a course with the School of Growth, I said that there are things that is called essential and non-essential in scripture. There are things that they were mentioned just once, just one verse. Sometimes we like to build certain theology that is not to be built on those kind of things. So we want to do what? We want to overstretch a truth just because there is an error. And in overstretching it, we create another error. So in a bit to get people pray, to get them, you know, to be to pay attention to spiritual activities and every other things. Sometimes we overstretch these things with certain language. And do you know what? Sometimes our heart is sincere, but because of our emotional, we are connected to that truth. We sometimes overstretch that fruit to a point that now begins to bet another error. You hear people say things like, if you, are, if you have not done this, if you have not fasted for 30 days, if you have not done this for these hours, if you have not done... I understand that we are sincere. We are trying to attract people. But sometimes in our sincerity, we can overpush a fruit that it will now becomes another error again. In being sincere. So, you see people who are putting up many spiritual activities, but their life don't look like they have those spiritual activities in their life. Ah, have you read this book? I've read it. I've listened to this man of God. He's seven tapes. He has seven series. I've listened to everything. He has 14 books on this one. I've listened to everything. They have done all those spiritual exercises, but yet their life is not in any way looking as if they have engaged in those things. Ah, I've went to Bible school. I've done this one. I've studied the creation, the creation realities. I've read, he has 70 books. Can take a story and four books. I've read everything. But when you look at the transformation in their life, it's not matching to the level of spiritual activities that they have engaged in. You see, we are so focused about the activity that the goal of what the activity wants to do in our life, we miss it. So we are so focused in the activities that the goal of the thing that that activity is supposed to achieve in our life we miss that one we are we, uh, we used to pray for 30 hours so stand straight we used to do what and you see that kind of person we do it now this takes me to my first point one of the ways to maximize spiritual activity is one your motives must be right see when you do you can conjure so many spiritual activity together 
that is supposed to bless you, it will end up just being just being a physical exercise and it's not blessing you in any way. There are those who are praying for 10 hours so that they can come on Facebook and Instagram and say, now we now, now we now, now we they pray now, all those things. So they can come and boast and do those things. You see, their motive is already wrong at first. There are those who go into fasting because they see certain things and say, me, this thing. See, there is a genuine for converting a, a, a grace or the things that you see in certain people's life. But when it's getting to a point where it's not all about God again, it's all about that thing you want to get. The motive is not right. In the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 8, it says, And these people draw to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In maximizing spiritual activities, the 20 hours, the 10 hours that you prayed for, what was the motive behind it? They are doing it. Me said, I understand that we sometimes we, ch- we challenge ourselves unto what? Unto godliness. Yes, there's a place of challenging ourselves unto those godly works, you know, and we, are, we, we have to stretch, we have to pray. But when our when, when the focus is not Christ again, when the focus is not that the goal of what that spiritual activity is supposed to do in your life, when the focus is about the fact that I want to have the accolade, when they are saying, well, I pray for 10, 12 hours, me, I want to come out and say it. So I will tell you something. If not for the sake of time management, eh, when, we are, when we are holding prayer meetings, we are not supposed to even say, come, we are praying from 12 to 7. We are praying for no. We are, we are supposed to pray and allow the Spirit of God to lead us. We only put time for it because, why? Because of time management, you know, human administration and all, all of those things. Because people have to go to work and those things. So we put those times there. If not, we are supposed to come into his presence and allow the spirit of God to lead us. So when, when the focus is shit, when the motive is all about spending, you want to, you know, I want to also brag. I spent hours, you know, I don't pray in tongues for 30, 30 hours. I pray when the motive is not right. You will the what the what that activity is supposed to achieve in your life, it will not. So we find so many prayer meetings going around the world, but the level of transformation is not matching it. It's an indication that something is wrong somewhere. Because most of the people that we even point our finger at and say, ah. They carry, they touch ranks in our world. They touch dimension in our own world, the way we say it. Do you get Most of those people, the depth and the level of prayer that is happening in this generation, I can debate it that certain fathers who had gone to be with the Lord did not even test it depth of prayer going around the, around, around the globe currently now. But yet we can see even the ranks in quotes or the power in quotes that we claim that we want to touch, we are not even touching it. Why? Because the motive of it is even wrong at first. So, a man of God can say, I fasted for three days, and on the third day, dry fasting, the angel of the Lord appeared to me, I lay hands on me, and do this thing. You forgot that in his fasting, he was not seeking to see an angel. He was only fellowshipping with the Father. And in the base of fellowship, it pleases the Lord to ask his angel to appear to such person. But you hear that kind of testimony, you say, this angel must appear to me. In this three days fasting, I will do six days. The motive is already wrong. You can do eleven days. You just you just cough blood for nothing. You won't see any result. Why? Because the the motive already is wrong. So in maximizing spiritual activity, the first thing that must be in place is that your motive must be right. Why am I doing this thing? To what end? Am I doing it so that I can come and brag? 
So I can put on my profile picture on Twitter. Once people click on my profile and say, the apostle of 30 hours, the man who stood for 10. You see those kind of things? And do you know what? God sees our heart. To other people, God sees our heart. He knows, just like Samuel was about to anoint Elia because he thought it was by, you know, spiritual. You know, there's even a stigma that is around spiritual people that they feel you should have. If, you are, if your face is not tough, if you are not always groaning and shouting and, and doing certain things, you know, you are not considered as a firebrand brother or sister. <laughs> just like Samuel was about to go ahead and anoint Elia before God told him, we is not by outward appearance. So. There is something, it's not by outward appearance. So this thing alone has even put a stigma that there are people you see that ah, ah, you can see a man of God wearing canvas and say, ah, it's just this guy, this guy, ah, this guy, say, this guy, I don't know where you are, pastor, be honest, all these 419 boys, they will say they be pastor. So we have already missed the, we have already missed the goal of what that thing is supposed to be in our life. Somebody can spend time in the place of prayer. Probably as he was just there, was pressing and just praying. And by the time you will check time, time has already gone. Maybe four hours, five hours. Maybe in your discussion with them, they said, ah, I'll spray one day and I check my time. You say, hmm, me, so I'll go and press. So even though you are tired, you say, no, no. I understand. There's a place of challenging ourselves unto godliness, like I said. But there's also the place where our motives must be right. Where our, our motives must be right. If not, you find that at you have read every spiritual book. You have engaged in the spiritual activities because it is activity you are engaging it. You are not the goal of that activity. What is supposed to do in your life? You are not giving it that. Ex- you are not giving it that opportunity to find expression in your life. I was listening to a man of God one time, and he said another man of God. I think whether an older, a younger man of God took him to his house or something or somewhere. He said they opened this library of books. If you see books. He's in his life. He's not sure he has seen that kind of place where they pack books. And the guy told him he has read all those books. When he was done with them, he was even shocked. He was surprised. What kind of man is this? The same man who said he had read those books came out and I held his hand. He's a man of God. Can you teach me how ministry works? You see? He has engaged in every spiritual activities. Read the books that, that... So it is not about actually the activity first. It is the goal. It is what the goal of what that activity will do in you. Do you get? So just like we talk about prayer, it's not what is not what prayer will first do for you. It is what it will do in you. So the, the the goal of it is that we must the first thing about spiritual activities is that we must set our motive right. Ah, I heard that man of God said he fasted for so you see. I will do it. You don't know the consecration that God gave to him. I'm not saying don't fast. I'm not saying don't spend time in the place of prayer. Because truly, there are things that you may not be able to see. There are are things that you may not be able to see. There are are things that you may not be able to know when you don't spend time in fellowship, in prayer. But then, there is a thin line in that thing before you cross to a point where you are doing it for activity. So, if you don't watch your heart and know that and 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 spot the why, the reason why you're doing what you're doing, you find that you have engaged in many spiritual activities. They will call they will call books on church growth, on how to encounter spirit, and every other books you've read all of them. But the things you are the things you 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 have engaged so much in spiritual activities, but it's not showing in your life. The transformation level and the activity is not matching. The result, humorously, is not resulting. 
because for you it's more about the activity that what the activity will do in you so the first thing in maximizing spiritual activity be it fasting be it whatsoever thing is what you know sometime ago are you um I used to post how many books I've read on Twitter and all of those stuff. And before I know, it was becoming a competition. You know, people would say, ah, this is how to stop it. Because there are certain things that you may want to do to step people up. People will carry it and make it a competition. There are times we used to talk about hours of prayers, hours of prayers on Twitter. We, we find out on social media that people now began to make it. This is how they flesh. Out of sincerity, you may be saying something, but you don't know that your sincerity has even caused something in other person's heart. Because that person sees it, he's not seeing it as a way that God can help him, that will be able to sustain and stay like that. He has taken it as a way of a fleshy, a, a should I call it that, a fleshy competition. And say, ah, now today, we go touch ranks. That dimension, we go dimensional. Do you get these things? So there's a thin line about those things challenging ourselves onto good works you know and then wanting setting your motive right and then doing something for just because others have done it i must a man of god said he fasted this way you don't know the consecration that god gave to him you don't know how far he said ah me too i must do one that angel he did three days i'll do six days genius so the first thing is that we must set our heart right if engaging spiritual activity we want to benefit from the thing that that spiritual activity is supposed to do in us. The first thing is that our motives must be right. Then second, when we take, when we engage in spiritual activities, it must be heartfelt. Let's see the book of First um, Samuel chapter 1. I want to explain something from this place. First Samuel chapter e... First, first Samuel chapter 1 verse 13. Now, here, here he said, Now, Anna, she spake in her heart, only her lips, her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. That's how KJV puts it. You know how KJV speaks their English. Now, what has Kitty was saying that Anna was praying, her lips were moving, but nobody was hearing her. If you pray that kind of prayer in this position, they will say, You don't have, you are not, you are not touching ranks, you are not these things. That was an heartfelt prayer. See, understand, there, there are times that you have to pray in between activities. Yes, let me strike a balance. You can be in a keken and the Holy Ghost is telling you to pray in tongues. There are rowdy people. Things are rowdy, but you pray. Shakabara, leko. You can even be walking and you are stirring your spirit to pray in tongues. You can be betting. You can even be pressing your phone. You're on the road and you're stirring in the spirit to pray in tongues. You are in a place where activities are everywhere, but your sister, there's a place for that one, but there's a place for heartfelt prayer where you don't you don't care whether your phone is ringing whether they are knocking door there's a place for heartfelt prayer there's a place for praying within the activities do you get maybe you go to a baby salon and they are saying rubbish there that you know you can just be praying in tongues while you're waiting for your turn you can be inside your care or inside downfall and crowd they're just saying you can just be praying in tongues there's a place for that but there's a place for heartfelt prayer Taking see heartfelt prayer where you are you are praying, you are not checking whether Insta blog, you are not touching your phone, you are not you are praying seriously. And see, in the place of this heartfelt, it's not only for prayers, so in decision, in you go for a retreat, your mind is there, your spirit is there, your spirit is at a lot, you're trusting that God speaks. See, there are times we pray on situations that God has already spoken. We are not discerning enough of how God has spoken to us. 
Why? Because we have not prepared our spirit to receive from the Lord. We have not done what? Prepared our spirit to receive. So, you can go for a retreat, even though you are in the retreat, but your mind is not in that retreat. There's no way you can receive that way. Even though you are fasting. See, let me tell you something. There's a way you can be fasting, and you are, you are, you are in your working place, so activities are going around. But there's a consciousness that you have in your spirit that you are fasting. I don't know if somebody understands this. You are, you are fasting, but you are around activities from morning till night. You know, you are at working place. Maybe when you want to ease yourself, you just pray in tongues for like 10 minutes. You know, you go again, pray in tongues for like 10 minutes. Or maybe you do that for like three times. You come back, you, you know, because you work in a very rowdy place. But even though you are engaged in activities, you are that consciousness that you are fasting, that consciousness is there. You can be able to pick the sins and the things that God is saying. Because even though you are within activity, your spirit is light. You can catch things that he say. You can that spiritual activity cannot benefit you. So you can be fasting, and your mind is not even in the fasting. Your mind is just you can be on a retreat, and your mind is not even. There is no way you can be able to do or to minimize. I mean, to maximize spiritual activity that way. There is no way it's going to benefit you that way. The Bible said that Anna was praying. That was an actual prayer. They were not hearing her voice, but lips were moving. It was so in it. She was so in it. So in engaging spiritual activities, in putting yourself into all of this, is, I have to fast, you know, I have to pray, I have to do this thing. There are times when you, you have to see. There's a proverb that your Bible used to say. They said that if you are, I don't know how to put this in English, that will, that will make sense. That will make sense. I'm trying, I'm looking for every opportunity to put it that if you are at the bus stop and you are serious with looking for a car, there's no way you put your two hand by your waist and be standing. You, if, if you are serious, you will be waving at the car. If I see it in Europe, that's when it will make sense. So there is a point you get in your life eh, where you say this one enough in it is enough. There are certain things in your life that they have refused to go. You can decide to take a retreat for the next three days and say this thing. You can decide to set a prayer watch for the next seven days and say this thing where you put your heart into what you're doing do you get where your prayer life is not only revolve around activity period where you can separate personal time to wait upon the lord you can separate personal time to pray and and trust god so the things, if we must maximize spiritual activities, we must take decision and engage in things that has felt things. That see, that when God knows, that's why sometimes, let me tell you something, sometimes you can be praying on something and all that, and you feel like, ah, you're not hearing that. But is that God is not speaking or what? See, it's not about the fact that you go for the retreat. It's why God, it's why God now spoke to you. No. There is a reference that God sees in your heart that you could shut down your phone you could shut down the world and come and stay with him alone that reference is enough for god to even for you to hear him properly so you see now that first is not about thank god there's an activity to reach but it's not first about the activity there's a reference that god has seen in your heart that you can you can shut down you can you can say for three days, for 24 hours, no, for 15 hours, or for seven hours, I have to stay with the world. I have to do these things. There is a reference. You put your heart into it. There was a story that Kenneth Hagin shared in one of his books about two pastors. 
He said the older pastors, they were they, they were brothers, and he had gone to preach for both of them on different locations. He said, but he observed something that the older brother's church was not really doing well the way he should do it. But the older brother actually knows how to teach. He was a very sound teacher. He said the younger brother doesn't really know how to teach like that. You know, he was just there. But he find out that the work in the younger brother's hand was growing more than the older brother. He said he observed something. When he went to preach for the elder brother, even though he's a very sound person, he does not place, how do I say, value of the things of the spirit or consecration. How do I put it now? I don't know the best way to explain it, but let me just explain the things he said. He said, even when he's supposed to be preparing for service, you will just see him tatting around, just joking up and down. No, just, you know, just moving up and down, just joking, just being careless. He said, but when he went to preach for the younger one, you can see the depth of attention, details, you know, consecration, trying to study, preparing notes, and doing these things that the man was putting together. You see, let me tell you, God sees our hearts. That's why you can see people who you think they are putting into every effort, but God is seeing their heart. Then the things that they are, you say, this person is sound now, this church is supposed to grow more than this, this person is doing this now, this work is supposed to be more than this, but God is seeing their heart. God is seeing their heart. And he was saying that the younger brother, the work began to increase, the things began to move because the level of just that importance he placed on the things of the spirit so in maximizing or benefiting for the things of the spirit we must have a reference we must we must add that that reference for god for the things of god it's not everything that you can just do in the place of activity just no 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 there are times when you have to stay apart there are times when you have to you know shut down your phones your distance and just stay with god then lastly in maximizing from the things of the spirits, you must do as you're instructed. Now, let me give you instance. I'm going to use myself as an example. There are times when sometimes I'll be led in my spirit to pray in tongues for like seven hours every day for like seven days. Do you get? Maybe God is just me say pray in tongues every morning when you wake from five to twelve, five to twelve, just pray in tongues. You know, so sometimes I pray in tongues, you know, when I'm using the toilet, I'm praying in tongues. I'm doing whatever thing. I'm sitting down, standing up, praying in tongues, lying down. I'm just praying in tongues throughout the time. Just praying in tongues. Whatever thing I'm doing, I'm praying in tongues. But now, you know, what, I, what I'm led is that I should go for seven days. Then again, God can come in that middle of seven days on the third day and say, it's over. Don't worry. Stop. Are you getting it? See, you don't know what God is doing when he said go for seven days. And on the third day, he comes and says, stops. Now, because you want to fulfill your fleshy desire, you want to go on media and say, me, I pray in tongues for seven hours every day for seven days. Wait till they talk. Now, we they pray now. Even when God says stop, you want to go further. So you see that in maximizing spiritual activity, is not first in the activity, but what? In the goal of what the activity can do. And in following the instruction of the one who lead you or the one who is leading you. So, there are times when God gives instruction. You see, but there are so many people who are moving on what God has said. They don't know what God is saying. There are meetings that we are holding that God has told us to even stop, but we think because God has said it earlier on. That's why we must always go back to know what God is currently saying. It was the same God that asked Abraham to go and sacrifice Isaac. It was the same God that asked him to stop. So, what if he had not stopped? So what if he was just moving by the things that God had told him? But when he got to that place, God spoke again. 
So in maximizing spiritual activities, we must move or we must do as we are led by the Spirit. So God can say, do this for 30 days and you have you are barely done five days and the Spirit of God comes and says, don't worry, it's over. The Lord has answered your prayer. But no! Ah, if I stop to pray 10 hours for 30 days, I've done late three days and God just stop. No, I will let, I, tomorrow when they are talking about who has praying tongues, I will like come out and talk when I've not done it. So the remaining one is about you fulfilling your fleshy desire. It's not about God. So the approval God can give instruction. He's the one who asks you to start certain things and then he says, man, close it. For you, it's not about the things that you start to. It's, a, it's not about God speaking to you. It's about the fact that you, you want to fulfill your own flesh. Ah, no, I must. Now we know, no. So, in maximizing spiritual things, one of the things that we must do as we are led by the Spirit. You do know the consecration that God has. I, I was hearing a man of God, a dear man of God, you know, somebody I respect a lot. One of the healing evangelists, I mean, pastor was saying that in his life, he had never done three days dry fast before. <laughs> I took the screenshot and sent some some of my guys. I said, "You, I'm in three days dry. Don't do for your life." You see, because the way, as much as we must give ourselves to spiritual things, you must also be sensitive that the way God trains people are different. The, it is the same spirit, but the operation is is always different. You see, this is the place where we have issues, even in the body of Christ. Once somebody is not teaching the message, the way your church teaches is. Once we are not behaving the way your church people behaves, means that we are in error. No, the same spirit that operated in Moses was the same spirit that operated in Joshua. But yet the operation of spirits were not the same. The way they operated were not the same. The same spirit but different operation. That somebody is not doing, as long as the person is doing it right. But your issue is that he's not doing it the way you do it. See, the same God that parted water for Moses to pass is the one, that same God walked upon water when he was here as a human. He parted it for Moses, but him, he walked upon it. I don't know if you're getting it. So it must not be done just this. So just because there are people that, there's a way that God frees certain people. See, there are people who... The people who have met, they'll say, ah, we fasted for one year. This and that and that. See, God, it doesn't mean that, I'm not saying that you should not push yourself into spiritual things, yeah, and you should not go into other things, but I'm trying to show you that our position is different. There's one brother seen certain people like they have to consistently recommend fasting life for them. He has seen certain things in their life and he consistently recommends it for them. So if that person goes and follows somebody else that fasts maybe just once in a week, or just once in a week, or just, you know, and once in two weeks, and the person, you don't know what God has seen that made him recommend that kind of life for you. You don't know the kind of mandate or the kind of thing that God is trying to prepare you for. So, in maximizing or benefiting from spiritual things, one of the things that we must do is that we must follow as the Spirit of God has led us. So, don't just see what other people are doing and you just jump into it. Like I said, there's a thin line. I'm not saying that don't challenge yourself onto um, um, good works and, you know, but I'm saying that we must understand that our consecration and the way we are built, the way we are free is different. So, in maximizing spiritual things, in taking advantage of his so it will not be said that you know i see people move from with all due respect you know from meetings to meetings from conferences to conference and sometimes i'm like 
are these conferences really changing us? Because if this thing is really, yes, and it's not as if the conference does not have the power to change us. Is that we have made conferences more about activities and attending. See, there's a way you can be so excited about meeting that the only thing you will receive in that meeting is excitement. You will never receive anything. You are jumping. Ah, listen, you are so distracted even in the meetings. Powerful meeting is going on. Worship. You carry your camera. Pack hey, there. The man of God is speaking, you know, he's prophesying, he's saying many things, he's prophesying. We, so we can be so excited about spiritual meetings that the only thing we'll, later, we'll end up gaining from it is that excitement. So we can move from conferences to conferences, from meetings to meetings, from one place to another. But it is more about the activity for us than what those conferences can do in us. So tonight, as a random, Lord, I receive grace to maximize spiritual activities. I receive the grace. Can we pray in the Spirit? Lord, we receive grace. Liku beleke barababa boskete. Jubeleke tete. Raku beleke te. Shuku beleke te. Reke te skuto barande de. Zeku beleke te. Radadado sheke de 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 de. Reku beleke te. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I don't know if there's, there's somebody here, you have a pain. You know, I've, this word has been here since, has been with me since I think yesterday or so. You have a pain around your best breast region, you're a lady. You have a pain around your breast region. It is gone in the name of Jesus. You have something like a growth around it. You can check now. It's going down now in the name of Jesus. You have toothache pain. You can check it is gone now in the name of Jesus. Toothache, it is gone now in the name of Jesus. Never to return again. Never to return again. Would decrease supernatural surgery on that foot now in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally be filled up now in Jesus' name. Supernaturally be filled up now in Jesus' name. Supernaturally be filled up now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. All right, just give me a few few minutes. Um, somebody wants to make um a contribution. Okay, you can end the recording now, please. Talani, you can go ahead. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone.